Welcome to democracyonthemove.org, a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it toward its true democratic principles. This episode was recorded on Sunday, August 1st, 2021. I'm Dan Schaefer. Thank you for tuning in. This week, I'm going to start off talking about flying saucers. These strange objects have been spotted in the skies over many centuries, but lately they've been getting a lot more attention. We're seeing a lot more evidence through videos and pictures. We've actually been able to lock radar-guided weapons systems on them, and we've been able to chase them on some occasions. Recently, on a 60 Minutes episode, a group of Navy pilots came forward and talked openly about their encounters with these objects. Now, I've been a fan of UFOs since high school. I got hooked after reading several books by J. Allen Hynek, and over the years, my attitude on UFOs, well, it's evolved as I became more familiar with science and physics. I've never seen an actual UFO, though I believe that the numerous stories from reliable sources, including a personal friend of mine, makes it difficult to believe that we're not being observed by something that is well beyond our current ability to understand. Among UFO fans, a popular theory is that we're being visited by an alien civilization who have somehow been able to traverse very large distances to visit us in our little corner of the galaxy. Now, personally, I find that vision somewhat lacking in plausibility. I mean, it assumes that there are beings much like ourselves who have evolved independently on a planet that is trillions of miles away and are somewhat equal to us in their evolutionary trajectory. Now, consider that the known universe is somewhere around 14 billion years old. I would think that the chances of an alien intelligent life form being on a parallel track to us at, the, at this specific point in time and close enough on an astronomical scale to visit us is, in my opinion, pretty remote. So let's consider that span of time for a moment, 14 billion years. That's the estimated age of our universe. That's far longer than Earth has been here. In fact, the universe was already old by the time our own star, the Sun, had formed from a swirling cloud of dust and gas. That's a lot of time for an alien civilization to spring to life, evolve, and then what? Would they survive their own evolution? Would they have annihilated themselves in total war? And if they survived, would they still exist for generation after generation in their current biological form? I mean, think about it. We humans have a biology that's based on the carbon atom. It turns out that the carbon atom has unique properties that makes it the perfect material and perhaps the only material for building biological mass. But in our current form, we still struggle with disease and starvation, natural disasters, and so on. It's conceivable that any alien civilization perhaps a billion years ago may have been in the same place where we find ourselves at this precise moment. And as our technology evolved, it's not inconceivable that they would have found a way to optimize their physical structure, perhaps transforming themselves into a more resilient form of life that wouldn't necessarily be carbon-based. Now, I know I'm going out on a limb here, but allow me to run with this idea for a while. Imagine, for example, that our own research into artificial intelligence, or AI, eventually makes a machine that rivals human intelligence. I believe that day is rapidly approaching. I may even see it in my lifetime. And when that day arrives, some people, not all, but some people are going to want to find a way to transfer their own souls, for the lack of a better term, into these machines. Now, I'm not sure that would be possible, but I can understand the motivation. The act of transferring our lives into machines would eliminate most environmental threats like starvation and disease and natural disasters and so on. 
Now, if you've ever watched a TV series called Colony, you may be familiar with this concept. In this TV series, Earth is visited by a small group of AI machines, which were probably left over from a civilization that may have been similar to our own, but perhaps a billion years in the past. Now, what I find interesting about the idea of being visited by alien intelligence, zipping around our airspace in their flying saucers, is that they probably don't have a desire to attack us. I mean, had they wanted to do so, they would have done it already. Also, it's not likely that we have any natural resources that they need to fight us for. A lot of science fiction stories are based on the assumption that aliens would attack us for our water or for food or something. But the reality is that we have no natural resources that aren't already plentiful throughout the universe. Anything any alien intelligence could ever want, like water or gold or platinum or iron and so on, can, well, it can be more easily obtained from comets and asteroids. I mean, it's a lot easier to find and scoop up an asteroid of gold than it is to pan for gold here on Earth. So in other words, alien intelligence wouldn't necessarily cross countless light years of distance just to come to Earth for a glass of water. But having said that, there is one thing Earth can provide that isn't so readily available in all the cosmos. From an AI perspective, Earth has about 7.5 billion autonomous carbon-based machines that are both sentient and intelligent. I'm talking about humans. As carbon-based machines, humans are capable of making decisions on limited data, willing to use creativity and imagination to conjure up new ideas from thin air, willing to do that painstaking work of designing and building things. Indeed, in the TV series Colony, this is precisely what the AI beings lack, an army of intelligent machines. So here we are, Earth, a planet full of autonomous, intelligent, carbon-based machines. If we were to be visited by some alien intelligence, it probably wouldn't take them too long to figure out that these autonomous, carbon-based machines, for all their intelligence, can still be easily lied to, manipulated, and motivated into doing things that would benefit the alien intelligence. Even if these carbon-based intelligent machines ultimately hurt themselves, they're still willing to do it, provided that the manipulation is sufficient and the opportunity presented. These carbon-based machines will even do harm, or maybe even kill, other carbon-based machines that they consider to be defective, you know, the ones that won't cooperate. They're willing to poison themselves, pollute their home planet, and sabotage their future generations, all in service of a perceived benefit of some kind, a benefit that never ultimately gets delivered because it's all based on manipulations and lies. Okay, so I think I've gone out on a limb far enough, so let me bring this whole thing back down to Earth. I brought up the idea of UFOs to illustrate a point. If we could step away from ourselves for a time, we would see that we humans are highly intelligent beings, every one of us, but we have a critical flaw. Our intelligence is like a big stick of dynamite, when used correctly, dynamite can clear out foundations to help build wonderful things, but when misused, it can cause great harm. Our flaw is fear. Fear for our own survival or the survival of our children. Fear expresses itself in many ways. We fear losing our jobs. We fear losing our health. We fear losing our homes. We live in constant fear. And the constantness of this fear often manifests itself into anger. This is where fear-driven intelligence can blow up in our face. When in anger, we lash out at perceived enemies. 
We threaten and hurt other people. We forget about group survival and focus only on our own survival. We alienate our friends and maybe even our own family to subscribe to a fear-driven belief that we feel will help us survive. And we forge destructive alliances with people we think are like-minded but ultimately use us for their own selfish ends. They use our fear to manipulate us into believing things that are not true. Our fear blinds us to the fact that we're being manipulated because we are so desperate to align ourselves with a group that's strong, impervious to fear, and likely to win at the game of survival. The fear-driven manipulation thus becomes part of our own truth. We don't even see it anymore. Now, I'm not here to complain about human nature. It is what it is. But it is sad, nevertheless, that because of our fear, we can be manipulated into believing some really wild ideas without a shred of evidence. For example, some people believe that the COVID vaccine makes you magnetic. Now, these folks are not any less intelligent than anyone else, but they've been manipulated into not using their God-given intelligence to do their own research. Now, there may be some reasons for this. Perhaps they're busy at work, at their job or whatever, taking care of the kids, maintaining their house. And that's so that by the end of the day, they simply don't have the time and the energy to do the research. I get it. At the end of the day, you sometimes just have to rely on someone else's opinion about things. I do it quite often myself. And I admit that because of this, I sometimes get the wrong ideas about things. And then I have to reverse course, swallow some pride and set off in a new direction. But here's my point. As intelligent beings, we must understand that each of us can be manipulated. We can be convinced of something that is not true, and the results can be deadly, not only for ourselves, but for others. A person living in a rural area may, for example, cheer as the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare is whittled away piece by piece until it's no longer effective. And then, when he has a medical emergency, like perhaps a son with a broken arm, he suddenly realizes that he has to drive the child to a hospital 200 miles away because all the local clinics are either closed or won't accept uninsured people thanks to the demise of the Affordable Care Act. And then he goes bankrupt trying to pay the medical bills. This happens. It happens a lot. Yes, the cheering he did when the ACA was shot down felt righteous at the time, but only up to the point that he actually needed it then the real sting of being manipulated sets in. As another example, we're now hearing stories of people in dire straits because they refused the COVID vaccine. As they lie in their ICU beds, they express great regret at allowing themselves to be manipulated into thinking that COVID was a hoax, or that the vaccine was fake, or that the vaccine manipulates your DNA. The sad thing is that by the time they realize this, it's too late. And they're perfectly intelligent human beings, but they fell prey to manipulation, deadly manipulation. So how do we prevent being manipulated? Well, it's a difficult question for me to answer because I'm not particularly qualified to give that advice. I struggle with it like everyone else. The only advice I can give is what my high school physics teacher, Mr. Gish, used to say. In fact, I can still hear his voice echoing in my head after 40 plus years. He said, quote, is it reasonable? In other words, take in all the information you can and think about it in light of everything that you already know. Is it consistent with what you already know? Is it consistent with itself? Has it changed over time to support shifting political winds? 
Or in the case of physics, does the answer make sense? And if it doesn't, go back and re-examine the evidence. As an example, there are people who believe that the moon landing never took place, that it was all an elaborately staged event. Knowing that thousands of people would have had to have been involved in this hoax, is it reasonable that none of them have talked after 50 years? Is it reasonable to assume there wouldn't have been like an Edward Snowden or a Chelsea Manning or a Julian Assange after all these years? Is it reasonable that the hoax continues to this day where lunar probes that closely photographed the landing sites would have had to have been doctored to show fake images of the lunar landers that are still standing on the surface of the moon? I think not. I think it's far more reasonable to believe that the lunar landings did indeed take place than to believe that it was just one big hoax. One final word on this topic. I've had an observation in the past, and I kept it to myself because I didn't think it made sense. It wasn't reasonable at the time. But it became increasingly reasonable as I grew older, though I have no way to explain how it works. Here it is. Intuition. I can't explain how it works, but suffice it to say that if something just doesn't feel right, pay attention to that feeling. If someone approaches you and tells you something that just doesn't feel right, then go with that feeling and don't allow yourself to get manipulated. Intuition is a source of great intelligence. The problem is that it just doesn't explain itself to our egotistical minds. But if nothing else, intuition should motivate you to look further into a potential belief and learn the full truth before committing yourself to it. So, do I believe that UFOs are some form of alien intelligence visiting us from another planet for perhaps nefarious reasons? No. My intuition and my sense of reasonableness tells me that it's unlikely. To be sure, I believe that there is superior intelligence behind these flying saucers. I just don't know what it is. Someday, we'll probably figure it out. I'm quite confident that we'll be shocked and maybe even delighted at what we find. In the meantime, we must remain on guard against manipulation and always ask ourselves, is it reasonable? Thank you for tuning in today. This is Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its true democratic principles. We're always looking for sponsors and help with this podcast. If you have any story ideas or you'd like to get your voice on the air, or if you'd like to donate, please contact us at info at democracyonthemove.org. Democracy on the Move is all one word, info at democracyonthemove.org. I'm Dan Schaefer. Thank you for tuning in. Please have a safe week ahead, and we hope to see you again next week.